I'm Bob. I like coffee. I also like to tell stories. So here at the Bobcast Coffee, it's time for a coffee break. So take a coffee break with me and pour yourself a cup of your favorite Joe. By the time you're done with your coffee, you'll know something about me you really didn't need to know. But you'll have fun learning it. Just remember, my stories are true. For the most part. <sighs> Today's episode is brought to you by Scars and Stripes Coffee. Reynolds Revival has teamed up with Scars and Stripes to put some of the finest coffee in your cup. The highest quality beans are sold by the highest quality people and roasted right here in the USA. So go to www.ss.coffee forward slash R-E-Y N-O-L-D-S to find out more about the best coffee you're ever going to drink and to purchase cups, shirts, and of course, Scars and Stripes Coffee. That's www.ss.coffee forward slash R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S or follow the handy link that you'll find in the description. So, today I am enjoying my coffee out of, well, I'll be, it's a competitor's mug. Oh, well. It's still the best coffee on the inside because it is Scars and Stripes coffee. And that's good coffee. And if you would like to try some of that good, smooth coffee, you know where to go. That's ss.coffee forward slash R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S. You'll love it. It is good coffee. Order some. In fact, order a bunch. But today, we need to talk about episode 25. Episode 25 is The Adventures with Idiots. Many years ago, Back in the dark ages, man lived with his hands, with his wits, his ability to overcome. Then there was computers and then the internet, and that changed everything. So in the time before Silicon Valley, we needed to create a way to communicate to the masses. Early on in my time in California, Shan and I moved from our crappy little apartment to 1111 YOLO. That's a crappy little rent house in Pasadena, California. Many wonderful things happened at 1111 YOLO, but the most famous was Adventure with Idiots. For a while, 
we've been kicking around this idea of making personalized movies for people. Now, how many people take a video of a family trip and then bore other people with that video? Well, in the early 90s, that was everybody. There was no TikTok, Facebook, or any other social network to brag on how great of a time you were having and your friends were not. So our idea was for you to have your own personal film crew, Shannon Bob, and when it was over with, we would turn those videos into some kind of story, a love story, an action adventure, or whatever we could come up with. But you would end up with a movie starring you and your family or friends, and then you could entertain your friends while bragging about what a great time you had without them. Now to try this out, Shan and I started carrying around a VHS recorder and taking shots of us doing everyday things. VHS, it means video home system. Just, just Google it, you'll understand. Well then, we went on an adventure of our own. And when it was done, we spent weeks editing out a story. Now you might ask, where are two starving actors in Southern California gonna get their hands on editing equipment to put together a movie? Well, that's an excellent question. And the answer would be that they didn't. All the editing came way of one home VHS player and the VHS camcorder we made the tapes on. In other words, we had crap. Now, nowadays, this system would have been considered laughable, but back then, it was actually considered laughable. The audio track was created on cassette tapes through a home stereo system. Now, I can't really believe that this actually worked and we actually put something together like this. All right, the sad part is that even though the story survives today in a digital form, the VHS tapes didn't last very long. And many parts of the film are faded out, but not all of it. And what does remain is still quite unique. The story started off with Shan and Bob at 11-11 YOLO getting ready for the trip. There was even time to get some self-pandering shots of our motorcycles just for fun. At the end, Luna T. Cat, my cat of many years, jumped up in front of the camera and Shan thought it was a good idea to keep it in. And I'm actually very glad he did. It's one of the few surviving videos of Luna. Now the story goes that Bob flies to Oklahoma and gets Mark. Now, Mark, this was gonna be Mark's and mine 10 year class reunion. And so we went and spent our 
10-year class reunion together and had a good time with our friends and classmates. And then we drove from Oklahoma to Arizona to meet Shan in Lake Havasu City. Now, in the Mojave Desert, where Lake Havasu sits right in the middle of, there are thousands of old mine shafts where the miners would look for silver and gold, copper, and it was going to be our plan to go find some and explore. Looking back on this, all I can think of is, man, were we ever stupid. Through all the adventures out there, we ran into bad air, cave-ins, and flooded mines. Any and all of these should have killed us. But the mines that we were looking for and found were actually going to be vertical shafts, so straight down. So all we really needed to worry about was the sides collapsing, debris fields on the bottom of the shaft, and all sorts of wild critters. We were idiots. Some of the best surviving, surviving footage is of the desert part and the climbing. Now the first mine shaft was fun and it gave us some great spots to film from. The horizontal shaft was about 10 to 15 feet down and it looked like it could be from a movie set. The vertical shaft was much deeper. Uh, we were guessing 35, 40 feet. It actually ended up being deeper than that. Now, of course, at this point, someone's got to go first. And for some reason, it seems like with most adventures with idiots, it's me, Bob, going first. So I went off into the deep end and went down to check out this mine shaft. There's some actually pretty cool little scenes. Shan was running the camera and did some pretty cool, or at least got lucky, and did some pretty cool little shots of me disappearing along inside one of the, the that midway down shaft. So that was pretty cool. Of course, we all took our turns going down. Uh, Shan came next started at that 15 foot level because it was possible to walk into that horizontal mine shaft. But he made his way down and joined me at the bottom of this mine shaft, which was questionable at best. It looked like it was everything that had been on top of the mine shaft had collapsed in. And we don't know how deep the mine shaft went. We were just standing on a very bouncy, flexible pile of rubble. One thing that we didn't have, and that was a thing called an ascender. And it's a mechanical device that you hook on rope to help you climb back up from like a bottom of a vertical mine shaft. But luckily we had a Suzuki Samurai to help pull us out. Now I'll tell you that I did not bring my best buddy Mark all the way out to Arizona just to let him watch. So before he knew what was happening, we had him strapped up in a Swiss seat and we just pushed him right down that mine shaft. 
I think he actually enjoyed it uh, over the screams and hollers. Uh, I, I think he was having a good time. We did enjoy knowing that all of us got a chance to risk our lives on at the bottom of this unknown, very dangerous place to be. So it was a good time by all. Mineshaft number two that we found was a lot bigger and probably a lot more than we should have tried. The sides were worn out, so you couldn't even get close enough to see to the bottom and see what you were getting yourself into. But now like true idiots that we were, or are, we simply roped up and threw Bob over the edge. Once we got far enough over, I could see straight down the shaft. One, it was a, a wide shaft. And, it, uh, and two, it was around noon, which let the sun shine straight down that shaft. And three, it allowed me to see that the rope didn't even reach halfway down this shaft. So now I am in the act of repelling down a mine shaft that I can't reach the bottom of. Luckily, there was a horizontal shaft that the rope did reach. So I repelled into it. With the plan being that I was going to retie the ropes and have the Suzuki Samurai help pull me out. Now, sev several problems happened here. The first one was, as I repelled down the shaft, anytime I moved the rope, rocks above me would rain down on my head. That's why we wore steel pots. Helmets help protect the old noggin. The second problem was, I scared a poor bat, probably out of his mind and out of the cave, which then turned around and scared Shan, which then turned around and scared Mark and all in turn. Lucky for me, that bat could fly better than I could repel. Last, when pulling me out of this shaft, the rope really knocked down some rocks and it beat up poor Bob quite a bit. At last, we were smart enough not to let any more of us try going down this shaft. And as the credits rolled out, hmm, I think I might just hop on over to the YouTube channel and post Minds of the Mojave for your viewing enjoyment. Just remember, it's only what's left of the original film, but it does have some fun in it. And if you pay close attention, you'll even get to see a solo performance by Mark out in the middle of the desert. So keep an eye out for it. And keep your coffee hot. Keep your smiles on. You guys have a great day.